Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hello and welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. I'm so excited to have my new friend Christina here with me. And um, Christina, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so Jacqueline, I'm... I am a mom to four kids under five. Um, All right, we're going to pause right now. <laughs> How old are your kids? I have a five-month-old baby and a two-year-old boy and a three-and-a-half-year-old girl and a four-and-a-half-year-old boy. Okay, now you sound so calm, yet you have these four, you have four kids, mm-hmm. four-and-a-half and under. I am just... I am just amazed. Yeah, let me tell you. It was kind of planned, sort of, kind of maybe planned that way. Um, And we, you know, in terms of just making it work, it's honestly the big tangible is a reset kitchen every evening. Okay. After the kids go to bed, I, I do a complete clean on my kitchen. Everything is ready to go, even if it's dishes still in the dishwasher but counters are wiped. Laura swept. Yeah. I am ready for the hurricane tomorrow because you know yeah. it's coming. Okay. I really love that. This is, I think this is one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on here. Cause I feel like in order to thrive and from what I have seen of you in the short time that I've gotten to know of you, um, you are somebody who seems to be able to thrive in this season with um, four kids four and a half and under. And so things like that, I think are super helpful, like just really practical things, cleaning your kitchen down. Now I did interrupt you. So I want to hear a little Mm -hmm. bit more about, you've got your four kids, you're Mm -hmm. married. Tell me who you're married to. Yeah. I'm married to Jordan. He's a a site pastor for village church. Um, So we're, we're doing ministry and that makes me a pastor's wife. Yeah. Very unconventional. A lot of people who meet me, it's just, it's just, what you see is what you get. It's very yeah. um, not the t- traditional pastor's wife role. And I, I kind of appreciate that about my own self. And mm-hmm. then also I think other people appreciate it too. You get a real honest kind of take on things. There's going to be no BS. It's yeah. just the real deal. Yeah. See what you get. I like that. Um, how long have you guys been married? Nine years. We've been together basically 15. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you've been together a long time. Um, and how long have you been doing this pastor, pastor's wife sort of thing? Sure. So George served in ministry before we got married. He served for four years in youth ministry, associate ministry, and senior pastor ministry. And then, um, we have been doing this, um, in a volunteer setting. We have been serving a ministry with village for about seven years and then, uh, on staff for a year. Okay. So it's still pretty new. Yeah, it is. Okay. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Well, I, um, when I first met you, first of all, you had a baby in your arms and I was like, Oh, this sweet 
mom, is that your first baby? And you're like, no, no, no. I've been like, I got a ton of kids at home. Um, and then I had no idea actually that you were Jordan's wife. And when I first heard from you, it was on a panel at the front of a stage at a retreat. And I just loved, um, the wisdom you were sharing from the front and how you were just encouraging women in ways that you yourself have figured out how to connect with God. And so I want to know right off the bat as a mom with a very busy life, being in ministry for young kids, how do you make that time to connect with God? Yeah. So one of the things, um, I do Jacqueline is uh, before my feet hit the ground, literally before I get vertical. Um, I know it's really easy to reach for your phone and I am no exception. Keep it beside my bed. It's my alarm clock and all that stuff. But um, what I've disciplined myself to do is when I reach for my phone in the morning, the first thing I do is open up my email and I get dropped a devotional um, hmm. from one of my apps and it's the first thing I read. It's the scripture that I read and it's real short. It's, it's just something that I can get in my brain and just start rolling around. And at least it's in there because before I know it, I'm going to op- look, look up and it's going to be three o'clock yeah. <laughs> and the entire day is gone. And then you're like, wow. Right. So that has really been helpful for me. I love that. I love that you have just put that in place as this is just a kind of a non-negotiable. This is the thing I do. I also like that you're not trying to fight with the fact that you're like, yeah, this is, I'm reaching for my phone because that's what we do. Um, but you're reaching for your phone with intention. Yeah. I think that's so key. Just starting your day off well in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that's one of your habits. Do you have anything else you kind of do throughout your day or any weekly rhythms? Yeah. So in terms of when we're in the car, you know, um, we listen to basically two things, um, either the Dave Ramsey show, because I'm a big finance nerd now, Love it. or the, um, we're listening to praise. Um, and my kids love it because they actually, some of their songs that they're learning at, at village kids, um, come on to praise and they were like, sing them all together. It's kind of cute. Um, and it might sound kind of dorky, but you know, as a, as a kid who grew up listening to different types of music i i know that music has a an effect on on how we see our life form our worldview and um really what we what we think of our heavenly father so um like when you're just when you got that good stuff going in it's just kind of it's going to naturally kind of come out of you and that's what i want to be able to instill my kids so true. That's so good. I love, I love having um, some good music all day long. My five-year-old recently has been talking a lot about worship and I'm like, I don't even think I've talked to you about that word, but that's been, the, <laughs> you know, thing that she's really been enjoying. Yeah. The um, last thing I would say there, yeah. Jacqueline, is um, when I'm in the kitchen, if I'm cooking a meal or just like prepping lunch or something, or I'm sitting down to eat lunch and the kids are finally quiet and they're just shutting up enough just to eat their food, usually. Um. I'll flick on the Holy Bible app. And if you're connected to Wi-Fi, you can press play and it will read you entire chapters. And so sometimes that's my little go-to is I'll just flick it on. And then I can hear the word of God just like washing over my brain. Cause sometimes you just don't have the time to sit there and open your Bible and study until your kids are dead asleep. Well, I love that you mentioned that as well. Cause I think that's actually one of the things that we can get this idea of this is what a quiet time looks like, right? It's going to look like half an hour here with my Bible open this. And um, 
And I love being able to use what we have in our hands, use technology. There are, there's, I've, I've used a few different versions um, of the Bible mm -hmm. app reading to me. And sometimes I'm choosing a different version just because of the way the voice sounds. But it is amazing to me, just again, just getting the word into you, right? Whether mm -hmm. it is through song, through listening to a sermon, um, having that Bible app get read. Um, we definitely have a lot of options at our yeah. fingertips today. Um, but part of it is choosing them. So it sounds like you've come into this place of, of choosing those habits well. Yeah. I think you have to find what works for you. And it's okay to try a couple of things. I think it can be really daunting where you feel like, well, I've tried that and it hasn't worked. And you feel kind of like you're failing at things. But it's like, if you try it and does it work for you, you have to try the next thing until you find it. And, the, and you can't just let yourself have that excuse all the time. Go oh, try a million things. It's like, no, okay, try something. And something has got to work for you. And if it's not, you got you to gotta pray through that attitude, I think. Because, um, yeah, I think God wants to meet us. And he wants to meet us where we're at. So he will open up an avenue to speak to us. And we need to be obedient to search for it. I really like that. I love that idea of trying what works for you. And I think even what works for you in different seasons, right? Like if you're in that season Absolutely. of getting up in the middle of the night multiple times to feed a young baby, what's going to work mm -hmm. there. And um, I know for myself, sometimes I'm like, I'm just too tired to read. And so that idea of having the audible or being able to listen to worship music is so good. Mm -hmm. um, and what do you, what do you do to connect with your husband? How do you guys find time to connect with each other? Okay. Um, okay. Drive time really helps. Um, if I'm driving or he's driving, we very rarely drive where we're not talking to each other, which probably mm, yeah. sounds weird because we just said goodbye at the house or something. Oh, so but when you're driving, not together, like one of you. together. Oh, yeah. okay. So if he's driving to work or he's driving to another job to do something, um, he'll give me a call and I'll just, we'll just chat on the phone. We actually, um, except for the first three months that we dated at college, um, we were long distance for almost six years. Wow. So the phone, we were really great on the phone. We were amazing at communicating in that. So we actually revert to that as our, as our little uh, fail safe kind of thing. So. I like that. I thought you were talking yeah. about, cause I know we, we like the idea sometimes when we drive somewhere with the kids, that feels like a date when we're together. Absolutely. Uh, but I like the idea of calling each other while you're driving, making use of that, those little moments in the day. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what do you do um, for yourself as well as a busy mom without a lot of time to yourself? What do you do just to kind of have some downtime and to recharge? Do you have, do you have any downtime? <laughs> uh, I wrote down a couple of them. Okay. Um, for recharging time. Uh, I meet up with a woman at least once a week. I have to do it. I am a people person. I am an extrovert's extrovert. Um, if I don't do that, it's all bets are off kind of thing. Um, so you say you're meeting up with the same person every week or just nope. whoever? Okay. Just a woman, someone who I can talk to that is like obviously my, my own age, um, my same maturity level, I'd probably say someone who I enjoy and who, who I can like learn from, who I can do life with like at least once for like a, an hour or two. You know, I have two girlfriends who they dearly understand the value of quality time. So they will actually show up at my house for lunch and not leave until after dinner. Wow. Um, 
yeah, built like eight hours in my house. That's amazing. You guys are amazing. I love you. My cup is full. <sighs> That's great. Um, we do what? both. Pardon me. Go ahead. I was going to say that, which is so good to hear. I feel like I often hear from a lot of the introverted moms who are like, oh, I just, I recharge by being alone or mm-hmm. getting in my own space, but you're basically saying, bring it on. Like I want the people to be here and that helps you recharge. Absolutely. I could meet with probably four or five people a day and I need 10 minutes in between and then we're good. That's awesome. Yeah. Jordan and I, um, for ourselves in terms of personal time, we, we try to connect every day after the kids go to bed, we get an hour or two to ourselves. To be honest, we put the kids to bed early, like six 30 awesome. going to bed, yep. getting to bed. Um, and then we get at least two hours to ourselves where we can just chill, grab a snack, talk, watch a movie, whatever we do. That's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have time, you connect with God, you have time that you recharge. Um, what yeah. about those times where you feel like, okay, I am, I'm just feeling like I'm in survival mode. I feel like, you know, I haven't been doing all the things that care for me. Um, when you find yourself in those places, yeah. what do you do? <sighs> um, what do I do? Okay. So the thing coming to mind right now is my struggle at the moment is keeping my four-year-old strapped in his car seat straps because he learned how to get out of them. So we're driving along doing a buck 20 and he's almost in the front seat. Wow. And I'm dying. Like, I'm like yelling at the top of my lungs, get into your seat. Um, and so what I have, okay, this is, somebody's going to laugh and then somebody's going to call like, the government on me because it's a spray bottle of water like from the front seat um and I squirt him and I'm still like get in your seat and it shocks him enough that he puts his straps back on and he sits there and he's like mommy don't spray me like he's a cat (laughs) totally um okay so that's a real tangible one that I do when I feel like I'm surviving okay um one thing my, my friend Leanna taught me um, was uh, when I feel like I want to kill my kids because they're driving me crazy and screaming and bugging each other. Instead of like, if they do something bad, you know, as a, as a parent, your, your, I think your fallback is to like, get back here. And you like run after them and they're running away from you and you're chasing your kid. Instead of that, um, Leanna has taught me, Christina, sit down. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. I'm trying to get the kid who's running away from me. Sit down and tell Sawyer, Sawyer, come, come to me right now. And then sit them in your lap or hold them beside you and say, mommy's job is, and do it, use it as a teaching moment. But you need that extra three seconds to sit down. It causes you to calm down. Hmm. And then all of a sudden you go to like, teaching mode versus just full on anger because I mean, the anger is a masking emotion. It's a secondary emotion. Your primary emotion is probably your fear or you don't want them to be disrespecting you or you don't want them to get hurt or something like that. So just dealing with the primary emotions versus secondary ones. That's so good. Now I'm just imagining you in like superstore just (laughs) just sitting down. I'm going to try that. Do it. It totally works. Okay. Plus, I'm sitting down to nurse the five-month-old anyway, you know, sitting beside yeah. the goldfish. 
Oh, I have done that in Superstore, let me tell you. Heck yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Um, (laughs) So I liked at the very beginning, you shared something with me that was just a really practical tip. You just said, hey, every night before I go to bed, the kitchen gets cleaned. Do you have any of those other things that you're like, these are things I do that help me thrive? Just any other kind of practical tips? Yeah. So we obviously, we're a family of seven. So we spend a lot of time in the van. You know, um, if you're a parent at all, like you're going, you're doing school pickups, you're going to the grocery store, you're chucking food at your kids to keep them quiet in the van so they're not driving you totally crazy. Um, So not only do I reset the kitchen, but I vacuum my van every weekend. And I know it's a small thing, but I get really grossed out by like crunched food into the van and it starts to smell funky. And I'm just like, I have to be in here. Okay. So I vacuum the van every week. Also another van conversation. I keep a pair of headphones in my van for when the kids are really driving me crazy. And I, if it's not the baby, if the baby's crying, we pull over and we feed the baby. But if it's the kids screaming and I have yelled back so many times and they're still screaming, I um, crank the music, the praise music, and I put in my headphones so that I don't have to hear them or the music. <laughs> and I know that's really bad. Only put in one headphone because you will get pulled over. Yeah. But there you go. Um, those, oh. are, those are two. What are my other? Two your practical. Yeah, those are my two. Um, yeah, if I'm really yelling at the kids, or if I notice my hus- husband is and he seems real short, I'd be like, "Honey, I think you need some personal time. Why don't you take a couple hours, get out of the house, go for a motorcycle ride, do something?" And he'll tell me, "Go to, go to Value Village, go poke around, go yeah. spend a couple hours." I there. like that. So you guys are good at being able to relieve each other and say. Hey, yeah. I think this is what you need. I think that we is need to tag out. <laughs> that is so good in marriage if you guys can identify that. And I've seen that in a few couples where um I appreciate when the spouse is able to give the other spouse that space and mm-hmm. it, that encouragement to say, Hey, you gotta take some time and take care of yourself and what you need to do. Yeah. I think that's so good. Absolutely. Um do you have any advice for new moms? If any if you know somebody who's having a baby with anything that you've learned over the last few years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being a new mom just a few years ago is um, do it with someone. Don't do it mm-hmm. alone. Um, find a friend, someone who's in a similar stage of life who can just, sometimes it's just speaking it out loud and having someone hear you. And then you're like, okay, I'm not alone. Someone else knows what's going on with me. Even if they're not able to fix it, sometimes for women, it's just talking about it and you feel like the load is lighter and you get a few ideas, you know, I'd say, be careful, you know, maybe try it out with a couple of people make sure you don't get burned by that person. Don't tell them your deepest, darkest, obviously in the first meeting you freak them out. Um, and then also, um, you know, if you're a, a woman of faith, um, find a mentor, find someone who's older than you, who's a bit further along and who you look at and you're like, wow, that's what I want to look at. Like at that age. Um, and, and just learn and grow from them and be really intentional. I, I mean, I've got one and I've told her, Hey, I need to see you once a month and this is what I want to talk about. And this is how I need you to pray for me. That's it. It's very specific. It's intentional. She's not there to be my butt. I got lots of buds. I need someone who can pour into me. Yeah, I'm I think busy pouring out a lot of stuff. 
Oh, I think that is so good. Having that person who is a few steps ahead of you, who um, doesn't require anything from you mm-hmm. um, and that can just hear, hear all the things, pour back her own wisdom. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things you also mentioned um, is that you're a big Dave Ramsey fan. Yeah. And people listening may be like, who's Dave Ramsey? But I want to hear just a little bit, um, if you want to share, um, yeah. what, what are you currently loving or what is currently helping you in terms of um, finances? I know Dave Ramsey is um, really big on helping people get their financial life straightened out and yeah. living debt-free. So anything you would share with people in terms of thriving in finances? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Jacqueline, the one thing that I thought that we like that kind of confronted me was like, I thought we were kind of doing okay. And we sort of were, you know, like we were doing fine. We we were chunking into some, you know, investments and stuff. We're basically paying our stuff every month and we're doing fine. Um, what this program has taught me has been to live on less than we make. It's a real common sense concept. Um, but it's amazing when you actually apply that um, and to live on a written budget. The written budget has literally been a lifesaver. I remember when we made it, I was like, oh, we found all, all this extra money. And then I was like, what have we been doing with this extra money up until now? So we really, and, and uh, the plan, the, his program has given us a plan for what we are doing with that extra money. Um, you know, one of the things he says is, as just a quick tangible is, the value of things that you have that has motors and wheels, um, make sure it doesn't equal more than 50% of your annual take home pay. And if you do have that, um, you have too many things tied up in things that are going down in value. So decrease, get rid of some of that. And you know, when we started the program, dude, we were intense. We sold a boat, a truck, a car. We wow. cleared out our savings down to a thousand dollars and started working his baby steps. So we worked, we saved a thousand dollars. We listed our debt smallest to largest, regardless of interest rate. And we just started plowing through. We are about to knock out our second of our three debts. And then our, um, our third one, we're going to start snowballing here in the next month. That's so fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. His podcast has been my lifesaver. Honestly, I didn't ever have a dad to teach me about money. Um, my mom was a single mom with six kids um, living on the prairies. We existed on $14,000 a year and the generosity of strangers. We were very poor. Um, mm-hmm. So on this side of things to actually know how to handle money and to have a plan for where that money is going to go and it has given me such hope for our future and we just we get to do things differently our kids are going to know a completely different life than what um, I was raised in Um, well I am so inspired by um, seeing you post various things on Instagram and getting to know you um, as this mom of four kids, this unconventional pastor's wife, and just doing so many other things. Um, I'd love to know, is there any way in which, normally I ask people at the end, is there any way to find you or connect with you? But I just want to ask you, is there anything um, that anyone who's listening could pray for you? Sure. Yeah. Um, Gosh, you know, we start, we started touching on that primary and secondary emotions. and that's something I've learned from Freedom Session, which we are actually, my husband and I are going to 
do that program in the fall here um, because we're going to lead it for our site in January. And, you know, everyone kind of thinks like, I'm doing okay and that sort of thing. And I think I have the same mindset and I think God has got a, he's going to, he's going to unearth some stuff for me. So mm-hmm. a little bit scary to think about that. And, and yet I'm excited to kind of uproot that stuff. So that, that simmering little stuff under the, the surface the stuff that causes you to be angry that causes me to be angry will get uprooted so I can be a better wife and a better mom to my kids so if you could please pray for me um, as we go through freedom session Mm -hmm. that would be great Um, and just for people who don't know can you just quickly explain what freedom sessions is yeah for sure freedom session is something uh offered that's a 21 week healing discipleship um program that works you through um, past hurts, past shame, past um, abuse or uh, trauma, that sort of thing. It helps you really, um, gives you tools and resources to um, flourish kind of in your current life and understand the things that cause you to um, do things that are not healthy. Um, yeah. And then, and then obviously give you a bright future. And, and the, really the center of that is that Jesus heals us and and just some real tangible how-tos within the program so i love it i've known many people who have gone through the program and um i think often we um like you said i similar to the finances i think actually where you kind of go along and you're like i think we're doing fine like things seem to be kind of going well and then you dig a little deeper and you go oh okay <laughs> How can I um, get rid of some of the junk and some of the things and then actually be living light and free? So I'm so excited. We'll be praying for you in that. And as you continue to lead this site in Langley and um, excited to get get to know you more myself. And I'm excited that uh, people who are listening have been able to hear about you and just some of the ways that you are thriving in your life. So thanks for being on here with me today. My pleasure, girl. Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend, leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, If you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com. This has been an Extend Network production.